Welcome. It's time to elevate your consciousness and tune in. This is Mastermind with your host, Dr. Rebecca. This show is about possibilities. If you're successful, ready, and highly motivated to make the necessary changes in your life, we'll provide the tools, direction, and encouragement to help you along the way. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca. Good morning, and welcome to the very first episode of Mastermind. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca. I'd like to start out first by thanking all of my amazing listeners for your support. We have listeners from all over the country and the world, even on the first episode, which is amazing. So I'd like to just take some time to acknowledge some of our major supporters. Of course, first of all, my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sister, my two daughters, nieces, nephews, cousins, and friends. Also listening are Spelman College, Spelman Alumni, Morehouse College, Morehouse Alumni, Duke University, Southern Regional Area Health Education Center, University of North Carolina Medical School, Fayetteville State University, and the Ellis School. And then we also have several hospitals tuning in. So we have Kate Fear Hospital, Mariah Parham Hospital, Betsy Johnson Hospital, and Butler Memorial Hospital. In addition, we have some very special groups. So the Homewood Brushton Salvation Army family, the Wild Acres Leadership Initiative, Friday Fellows, and my friends from Travel Noir, all my friends in the opera world and on Broadway and in the entertainment industry. So everybody tuning in, I'm very fortunate to have such a wide range of supporters. And I'm really excited today to have you join in this amazing adventure with us. So if you're tuning in right now, I am certain that I know at least three things about you. One, you have a mind. Two, you know that you're capable of more. Three, you are open to finding tools to enhance your life and to enhance your mind. So listen very carefully. Listening to this show is guaranteed to change your life. And I'm going to say it again just because it's very important. Listening to this show is guaranteed to change your life. Mastermind is about possibilities. So when you are tired of boundaries and limitations and are ready for expansion and growth, tune in. We are here live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time and again 12 hours later. You can also listen to our podcast if you happen to miss the live broadcast. Let this show set the tone for your morning or supercharge your afternoon or even energize your evening. We aim to elevate your consciousness to achieve your physical, mental, and spiritual goals. So you can hone your intelligence, you can hone your resilience, and also develop the self-awareness that's necessary necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. And that's the goal of this show. You can apply the skills and ideas presented in this show and discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever thought you were. Here are just some of the things that you'll learn. And this is just a basically just a highlighting of what we're going to cover during this 
amazing 13-week season. The first thing is how to access your intuition. And I like to define intuition as that deep, all-knowing part of yourself. Um, That part that you know is there, that part that speaks to you, whether or not you listen, but you always are aware of it. You can access that part of yourself in order to make life choices that honor your true calling and your life's work. So we'll talk about how to access that and how to access it in a way that is very, very convenient and very, very simple once you practice. You also learn how to hypnotize yourself to accelerate change in your life and program your unconscious mind for maximum performance. Now, hypnosis is something that's scary to some and exciting to others, but I can guarantee you, unless you have intimate knowledge of hypnosis, it is nothing like you think it is. In fact, you hypnotize yourself several times a day, every day. So keep that in mind. This is something that you're already using. And we just teach you how to use it better and more effectively so that it can become a a tool, a power tool for you and your life. We'll also talk about how to access and reconnect with your superpower. This is going to be a great show. Here's a spoiler alert, though. There will be a discussion of the movie Glass. So before this episode, and I will let you know when it is, you'll have to have seen that movie. Well, you won't. You don't have to do anything. But you have to have seen that movie uh, to completely and totally enjoy the episode. Or at least understand what we're talking about. So... We'll teach you how to access and reconnect with your superpower. You do have one. Everyone has one. And sometimes it's just hidden or you've forgotten about it. uh, And you'll have to get in touch with that inner child in order to rediscover it. So that's going to be a great show. And we'll have a special guest on for that show. Also talk about how to awaken your creativity to live a richer, fuller, more vibrant life. And who would not like to awaken their creativity? I know as adults, sometimes we feel like we're not creative or we feel like we're not using our maximum potential in that uh, in our creative ventures. But it's there, always there for you to access whenever you need it. We'll also discuss how to enhance your memory like a champion. And I'm an actual memory athlete, so we do have some great stuff lined up for that show as well. We'll, turn, we'll learn how to overcome your fear and move past whatever might be holding you back from greatness. And this is a great one for everyone because everyone has fears and apprehensions that interfere with our daily living and our daily working. And just we'll just have you imagine what you would do if you weren't afraid. And whatever just popped into your head right then, bring that to the show on fear. And we will, we will accomplish that or at least begin to accomplish that for you in your mind on that show. Oh, there's, there's more. Okay, there's a ton more here. So we'll learn how to change your sound environment, to change your emotions, change your psychology and your actual physiology. So so wait a minute. So did you know that you can use sound as medicine? That is that is something that once you learn and once you understand, you will use sound, you will use music in a completely different way. We have a very special guest on that show as well. And we'll teach you how to use sound as medicine. We'll teach you how to change your sound environment for healing. We'll also teach you how to use your sense of smell to enhance your memory, to enhance your mood, and to enhance your energy and overall health. So, hey, hey, maybe you could replace your morning caffeine habit with some essential oils and a good music prescription. I am totally for that. Music and essential oils, only if you want to replace your caffeine habit. Some people will 
get very angry if you even suggest that that is an issue. But if you'd like to tune in, we will we will talk about some alternate ways to pep you up in the morning. So there's lots and lots and lots to come. I'll I'll let you in on another secret as well. So, well, it's actually not a secret because it's in my bio. So technically it's common knowledge, but I am a trained, certified, advanced Ericksonian clinical hypnotist. So in plain language, what does that mean? Well, it means something very important for this show. It means that throughout this show, I and some of my guests will be using some simple techniques to help your new information stick, which will supercharge your learning, supercharge your learning. If you're really good, you may notice when this is happening. Either way, your unconscious mind knows exactly what to do. So you're covered. But just see if you can pick up on the little things that I do and that we do to supercharge your learning. Just those, there's some tiny things um, that happen during this show. And if you're listening, and especially if you listen over the course of many episodes, and if you hear the, the episodes on hypnosis, you will become more and more of an expert on how to not only pick out these things during this radio show, but also in real life when people try to use them on you. So it's a great skill to have. Switching gears a bit. So today, in honor of Valentine's Day, we are talking about the heart. No flowers or candy or lingerie involved. We will be discussing heart math, a system of techniques and technologies that is being used by hundreds of thousands of individuals around the world. Thousands of health professionals, as well as hundreds of companies, healthcare systems, educational institutions, government agencies, police forces. This thing is huge. Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra have been huge advocates of heart math. So you know that this is the real deal. Let me tell you a bit of my personal experience with heart math. When I was in medical school at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, we took a CAM elective, and this is an older term, but CAM elective, CAM stands for Complementary and Alternative Medicine. As part of the course, we were matched up with various types of practitioners in the community, chiropractic, hypnosis, biofeedback, massage therapists, Reiki, etc., etc. We were basically given a list of people, and we were told, choose three with whom to work. First of all, huge shout out to UNC Chapel Hill. This course changed my life. So I chose hypnosis, heart math, and Reiki. Now I am sitting here as a certified hypnotist, heart math coach and mentor, hosting my own radio show teaching hypnosis, and will shortly be introducing you to one of the founders of heart math. So back to the elective. So I met with a woman whose whole practice was dedicated to heart math. She gave a brief explanation. She hooked me up to that device, and it started to monitor my breathing and my heart rate. I was in the red, and there was a very low-pitched, low-frequency tone. After a few minutes, she said, Now, think about someone you love. And I did. And as the light turned to green, and I heard that soft slightly higher frequency tone, I felt a warmth go through my whole body. I can still to this day remember the first time I reached coherence, a term you'll learn soon. This is the power of heart math. I have been using this system in my personal life for about 15 years. 
Since becoming a certified coach and mentor, I have seen amazing results in my clients as well. As some of you know, I have a six-year-old daughter who is extremely active. She is very precocious and very busy. In fact, one day, once I told her, all you like to do in life is wiggle, talk, and sleep. And her response was, I really don't like to sleep too much, mommy. So that's her. Um, That's the person I live with. I told a colleague recently, if you need a cure for your boredom, have kids. That will never fail you. I have been working with teachers on strategy. I have been working with her teachers on strategies to help her um, calm her down at school, especially during times of transition. Then it hit me, heart math. We tried it one evening and she loved it. Now she begs to do heart math. She plays the games, which are really fun, and it helps to calm her and cures her, albeit temporarily, of the wiggles. So let me tell you about our special Valentine's Day guest. I have the honor of speaking with Mr. Howard Martin. Howard Martin is one of the original leaders who helped found HeartMath and has been with the organization since its inception in 1991, serving as executive vice president. He is also the co-author of The HeartMath Solution and a contributing author to the popular book, The Heart Intelligence, Connecting with the Intuitive Guidance of the Heart. This is a system that teaches skills such as intuitive decision-making, focus and engagement, communication, heart connection, productivity, and innovation. So sit back and relax and get ready to learn some new things about your heart. After break, we will be talking with Mr. Martin. You're listening to Mastermind. Stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. To reach out to us during the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to Dr. Huey at lifthealing.com. Now, back to Mastermind. And welcome back to Mastermind. We are here with Mr. Howard Martin, uh, one of the original founders of HeartMath. Welcome to the show, Howard. Rebecca, I'm so glad to be with you. Thank you very much for having me. And I hope everyone who's listening to our conversation, wherever you are around the world, uh, enjoys it and finds something uh, from that conversation that's meaningful in their lives. Yes, I do too. And I have hyped up heart math so much that people are really anxious to get into it. So let me ask you just a really basic question here. What is heart math? Well, first of all, heart math is the name of our organizations. And let me just say that we have two. We have the, the nonprofit Heart Math Institute and the for-profit Heart Math Inc. And we have been around now for 28 years. Uh, so heart math is the name of our organizations. But underneath all that, heart math is a system consisting of techniques and methods and concepts uh, based around an understanding of heart. And all of that is underpinned with scientific research. Uh, It's deployed through training programs, through certification programs, through technology that we develop, lots of different ways that we get it to the world. So the heart mass system has been utilized by millions of people uh, to improve everything from personal lives, uh, overcoming challenges, uh, performing better um, into organizations of all kinds, Fortune 100 companies, hospital systems, ecumenical organizations, schools, universities, you name it. So a pretty big footprint in the world um, really based upon a system uh, utilizing you know, the power and intelligence of our heart uh, to make life better in many different ways. Wow. Okay, so you just use a phrase that's really interesting. You said intelligence of our heart. And this strikes me as a little bit peculiar, peculiar just because when we think of intelligence, automatically we think of the brain. So can you make that connection for me? How do you what is the term heart intelligence and how does this how does this different from the intelligence that we know of? I'll be glad to do that, Rebecca. Um, well, if you think about this, you know, the qualities of the heart have been talked about for a long time, for thousands and thousands of years, about, you know, how heart is something that's essential to all of us, that it's, you know, brings out the very best in who we are, that when we put our heart into something, we can achieve our goals, and, you know, it goes on and on with the references to the heart. Early on in our my self-discovery and, and the self-discovery of people like Doc Childry, the, the founder of Heart Math, we began to try to look at ways in which we could expand our own awareness, our consciousness, and then apply that into being you know, better people, you know, more successful people. And often, whatever we read, whatever we studied, led us back to this understanding of heart. So at the time, many, many years ago, certainly we weren't, you know, squishy, touchy-feely guys, you know, <laughs> but we, we felt like, okay, so much is being talked about this, we probably ought to give it a shot, and we see if it's something there or not. And as we began to focus on manifesting more of the qualities of the heart in our life, like more of care, more kindness, more compassion, for example, what we found was is it was bringing about a new kind of perception that we had. It was more intuitive. 
It was high speed. It was giving us the ability to differentiate our thoughts and our feelings and to see into things from different angles of view. And so what we started to look at then was, well, maybe there's an intelligence here, an intelligence that sort of works with, embraces the mind, embraces the emotions, and adds you know, another layer of understanding to both what we think and what we feel. And that's what we call hard intelligence. And so it can make it simple, common sense stuff. If you think about you or anyone listening right now, people that you've met, people in your life that were the ones that, you know, that were most meaningful to you, do you not see that they probably have what we would generically call big hearts? That is true, yes. And so those big-hearted people were manifesting a certain type of intelligence. It gave them balance. It gave them poise. It probably gave them you know, a positive attitude about life in many different ways. Certainly the, the people in my life that have been most influential were people that manifested a quality of the heart called care. I knew they mm. cared about me. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so we, 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 we associated that with a form of intelligence. Now, what I would say, one easy way to look at heart intelligence and then mind-brain intelligence, both being obviously very important, I'll use an analogy. I'll use radio. Okay. You know, if you look at the mind, maybe AM radio would be the mind part of it. You know, so when I'm listening to radio uh, and listening to AM channels, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the sports. I'm looking for the weather. I'm looking for the traffic, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Then you could look at maybe the heart's intelligence as the FM channels, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I put it on FM, I might be looking for, you know, for NPR, you know, mm-hmm. or for certain kinds of music or certain things like that. So they're both important to me. I mean, I want to know what the weather is. I want to know whether I'm going to run into traffic. And also I want to get, you know, expanded opinions from guests on NPR mm-hmm. or listening to some really cool jazz or some, you know, classic rock or something, you know. So they both have an importance in the information I receive. I guess the point I'm making is that the logical linear intelligence that we have that we need to rely on for much of what we determine about life and about how we navigate life can be enhanced when we add something else to it. It gives us the ability to not just see things through the lens of black and white, good and bad, right and wrong, those kind of paradigms. It allows us to have a more inclusive, wholeness, expanded view of ourself, of others, and of the world itself. And that's another aspect of what I call hard intelligence. So that's interesting. So basically what you're saying is that we definitely we need both types of intelligence. And one, like you said, is logic. It's logical. It's linear. And then this other concept, this heart intelligence adds a depth and a breadth and a meaning to life that we can't get with using our minds alone or just using thinking and logic alone. There has to be an integration. It sounds like of the two, because you also, like you said, you need the weather. You need that that black and white. You need the information. Um, so neither one by itself is is um, sufficient for us to live a whole and balanced life. Is that is that true? Well, I like the way you said all that. It's very, very clear. Um, another way of looking at it, too, is like, what does life feel like when we're cut off from our heart? You know, mm. when we become hard-hearted or when we feel like we've got a broken heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what does life feel like when we're adding qualities of heart? What does it feel like when we're feeling love, you know, or being cared for? You know, uh, it's a different view. So I think we do need both. And they're not in competition with one another. We're, they're integrated. It's an, we're an integrated system. And so those intelligences work together. I, I guess, you know, in today's world, we just need to, to bring more heart back into it. 
That's true. It's essential. Uh, It's hard to navigate these changing times where everything is moving at such high speed. Unless we engage another quality of ourselves, we're we're not going to figure it out all today through just the logical linear approach. It's not working anymore. Things are changing too quickly. Uh, so the same old programs that we've been using for a long time just don't add up to, to the same result. There's a great quote from Einstein. I won't get it exactly right, and many of the listeners have probably heard it, but basically it goes something like this. that You, you can't solve current problems at the same level of thinking you were at when you created them. Yes, I love that quote. I love that quote. Definitely. And it seems like a lot of these problems that we run into today in our current society are are created by this logical linear mind that has shut out the heart and shut out the this heart intelligence that you talk about and is only concerned with data driven results and only concerned with this um, this black and white thinking and, mm-hmm. it, and we need to raise above that is what you're saying. I think we do and I think we are and I think we can do even more. So how in a practical sense then do I get in touch with my own heart intelligence? How does what does that mean and and I. I guess, what does that feel like? When I'm in touch with my heart intelligence, how does that feel in my body? What does that do to me? Well, I think that, you know, there's certainly a lot of science behind that. I know we're going to get into that a little later in our, our time together today, but mm-hmm. it certainly feels better. Let's, put it, let's start by saying that. It you know, <laughs> feels better, yes. <laughs> when, when we're in touch with our heart, we're usually happier, right? And at the physiological yeah. level, we usually have more energy, more resilience, you know, uh, it just feels more upbeat. We don't feel as beaten down or as drained, you know, when we have an engagement with the qualities of the heart. For me, when I'm in touch with that part of myself, it allows me to feel more connected to others. Hmm. Whoever I'm with, more present uh, with them. Another quality, I'm just riffing right now on qualities of what it feels like, you know. It feels less judgmental. Yes. Yeah, I'm not finding the yes. fault in everything. It certainly feels more appreciative. I'm not complaining as much about what's not going right in my life. And instead, I'm appreciating and feeling what is. And so the views begin to change, and there's a feeling associated with that. Again, I just feel more upbeat, more energized, more clear, and more connected when I'm in touch with, uh, with my own heart. Yeah, I like that. So, and you you talked about the, I'm going to come back to this question of resilience that you mentioned. Um, And then, you know, connected to others. And these are all things that also will solve some of the problems that we see in the world because we're so disconnected, it seems like, but feeling more connected to others, feeling more present. These are all things that we all wish that we had more of, but it seems like no matter, it seems very fleeting. It feels like every once in a while we might feel really connected to somebody and then it goes away because our phone rings or our phone beeps or, you know, whatever happens. And so um, th- that's really important is that these are qualities that we can access that time and time again, as long as we prioritize them, it seems like. Um, and so you mentioned this concept of resilience. Can you explain a little bit more about what resilience is? Uh, I'd be glad to. Resilience is something that's being talked about a lot more today. And uh, certainly, like, let's say, put it in one context, in organizational training. I mean, organizations want more resilience, you know, in the places we train, like the Fortune 100 companies or the hospital systems or the military, you know, they talk a lot about resilience. One way to look at resilience is the ability to bounce back from something. The more resilient we are, the greater ability we have to bounce back from adversity, And that's an important Mm. view of it. But it goes beyond that in what we've learned about resilience and what we teach in our training programs. Resilience is, you think about it like this, it's like an energy that you can store. 
you store mm-hmm. resilience and you build up your you know, your resilience reserve. And what happens when you do that is it, it begins to sort of take the rough edges and corners off of life. It puts us in a place to where we begin to to deflect some of the incoming stressors before they even have a chance to take us out. Hmm. So it's not as up and down and all around. We're all more resilient. We meet adversity before adversity has a chance really to have its maximum impact on us. Wow. Because we're already kind of there, right? So we right. learn to build this internal resilience. It's not just waiting for something to happen and then we go looking for it. You know? It's like right. we're accumulating it and we're applying it to the moment, the moment in day-to-day life that we have. And so resilience is important because in these times we do have so much up and down and and so many world problems and that are feeding back into, you know, inconveniences for us and all those different characteristics and aspects of, of life here in the 21st century. So resilience is something, in my opinion, it's not just nice to have. It's something that we really need to have a lot of because we have a lot of challenges that we have to, to be able to meet. And we can't just be doing the, the, the yo-yo thing of like, we're doing okay, the challenge hits us well, we dig deep, we bounce back. We do a lot of that, but we also need to be proactive in preventing that stuff from happening in the first place, and that's where resilience comes right. in. That, I really like that proactive and preventive. I know in medicine, it, it sort there's a corollary there in medicine where uh, a lot of us tend to run our tanks dry. We tend to wait till we get sick in order to get help, or we tend to wait till things are out of control before we take medication or before we start to eat right or exercise. And mm-hmm. The better thing to do is to prevent that. So to take care of ourselves on a regular basis, to exercise and eat right um, ahead of time. And that builds, that keeps us healthy and whole. So using this concept of resilience seems also similar. You're saying that we have this reserve. And if we use this reserve or we build up this reserve, then when adversity hits us, we don't get as sick or we don't get as um, stressed or we don't get as, I guess, put out is a, a way to put it like we we're, we're better with it we can handle whatever the stress or the challenge is is that That's sort right. of what you're saying okay yeah exactly you're, you're doing a great job of summarizing you know some things that you know that i've said and yeah, I think it's important. I love your analogy about health. I mean, you know, instead of just waiting to get sick, you know, before you do anything about it, do something about it so you don't get sick. You know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and the same thing applies to you know to many other aspects of our life, not only our physical health. And so, I think that was a, a great analogy that you used there. Thank you. So, so I know we just have a couple more minutes before break. I I want to know, and we have a lot of lot listeners who are in the health professions, doctors, nurses. Um, what scientifically, what what's the research to back this? We're talking a lot about um, um, a lot of these things. Is there research to back what you're saying that we can go to? Well, we're going to go to that. I think it's going to take more than a couple minutes. If you don't mind, yeah. we can come back to that after the break. But let me say this. Healthcare, healthcare in general is a big part of heart mass submission and initiatives, a uh, big part of our business, if you want to put it in that context. Mm. We have over 30,000 health professionals in just that one part of our database that are heart math customers. Uh, we do training for staff in large healthcare institutions like Kaiser, like you know Stanford, like you know, it goes on the list of the hospital systems we work in, where we're training nurses. Uh, to be better at their jobs, to have more resilience, to manage their stresses better, to be able to have more uh, consistent care for patients. So a big part of our business at HeartMath has just evolved into that over the years is, in fact, healthcare. And so it's something that's very important to us. 
we feel as if we're help- when we help the healthcare providers, we're also helping a lot of other people because right. we recognize how many people are interfacing with healthcare providers today. And so if they're passing it on, if they're part of adding heart to everything that goes on in the world, that it not only is helping them, it's also helping millions of other people who are exposed to those health professionals that have some understanding of, of their own heart and of heart math. That's great. That's true. There's a lot of people who interface with healthcare, and it's really, really important that those healthcare providers are equipped with these skills and these tools. So, and I know just from my perspective, what an amazing impact um, these tools and techniques have had with my patients and with my clients. So, um, we'll pause here. This is really great information. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk more with what we're here with Howard Martin. And um, when we come back from break, we'll talk more about this scientific research that backs up this amazing concept of heart intelligence and resilience. Um, and we'll also talk a little bit more about how stress might affect our lives and what we can do about that. So, sure. um, yes, please join us after the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. To reach out to us during the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to Dr. Huey at lifthealing.com. Now, back to Mastermind. 
So welcome back. You're listening to Mastermind, and we're here with Mr. Howard Martin, one of the co-founders of HeartMath. And before the break, we were talking about uh, resilience, and we mentioned some research. There's a huge body of scientific research to back these concepts that we're talking about. And so I'd like, Howard, if you could just talk a little bit more about this huge huge body of research and um, and what it entails. I'll be able to cover a little bit of this huge body of research, but if people that are interested in the science behind HeartMath, you can go to heartmath.org. That's our nonprofit, HeartMath Institute. You click on the research tab and stay busy for a really long time. So you can go there. There are over 400 now uh, published peer-reviewed research papers on HeartMath and over 7,000 sightings of HeartMath in research literature that we know of today. So a lot of research wow. there. You know, basically, the reason we use science is when we when we began heart math and we wanted to, to to introduce a heart based system into a world that you know was pretty complex that didn't seem to respond to heart a lot and saw it as you know sort of soft and and you know and nice but you know nothing important. We recognize that we better build a bridge between you know sort of the philosophical understanding of heart and the mm-hmm. practical applications of it. We chose science to be that bridge because in our world today, science carries a lot of weight. You know, when something is proven through science to be empirically true, uh, it carries a lot more weight and impact. So we chose science to to be our bridge. So the first step of that is we wanted to know if something was going on in the physical heart that would relate to this understanding of heart intelligence. Boy, was this a great surprise. First of all, we found out, yes, there was, and that a lot of little pieces to that story were scattered through the research literature, but nobody knew about them because they were scattered, right? Hmm, right, and so right. what our scientists did is they began to, to put those pieces together and then add a whole lot of our own research to that to put together a story that's become quite popular in many circles today. Uh, it's easily understood uh, from a you know, non-scientific perspective. I mean, I'm not a, a trained scientist. Uh, I'm a you know author, speaker, business person, but mm-hmm. not a trained scientist. So um, the understanding is this: is that the physical heart is doing more than pumping blood. It's actually an information processing center in our bodies, and it sends information, important information, to the brain and throughout the rest of our entire system. Wow! It does it in four ways. First way is through a nervous system and exists in our heart. And this is one of those things. Who knew this, right? <laughs> but the heart has a very complex nervous system. Next to the brain is the most complex part of the nervous system that we have. And it's wow. actually studied, Rebecca, through a field called neurocardiology. Okay. Neurocardi- oh, I don't know that I am very familiar with neurocardiology. Wow. Okay. And you're, and you're a health professional. So this exactly. is an example of information that was there, but who knew? So this nervous system communicates with the brain, and it's, it's the brain, brain function is critically dependent upon signals that it's getting from the heart's nervous system. So there's a whole lot that could be said about that, but it's a neurological communication. The second way is through something called our blood pressure wave. That's the wave of energy that's created by the squeezing of the heart muscle that's actually pushing the blood through the veins and the arteries. Here's something most people don't know, that blood pressure wave influences a lot of biological functions, and it's changing depending upon the rhythmic beating pattern of the heart. It's how the heart's beating is changing the blood pressure wave. As the blood pressure wave changes, it influences other parts of our body. For example, the electrical activity in our brains is synchronized to changes occurring in the blood pressure wave. Wow. So as our wow. heart's doing something differently, you know, it's changing how our brain operates. 
here's the here's one of the coolest ones of the who of the who knew. I call them who knew now, Rebecca, <laughs> because who knew this stuff? I yeah. love who knew. Yes. And night all the way back in 1983, the heart was reclassified as not only being a cardiovascular organ, but as a hormonal gland, as part of our really? hormonal system. The reason is, is it produces a number of hormones. Atrial peptide, which is a hormone that reduces the stress hormone cortisol. It produces oxytocin, which is generically called the love hormone. It produces a number of these type of hormones. And so this becomes now a biochemical communication. It's communicating with us chemically through the hormones produced in the heart. So there's another way that the heart is actually you know, sending information so it adds up again now to this. The heart's kind of more intelligent than we thought, even at the physiological right. level. The fourth way is where the research that we do is, is gone now. We, this other research is really well-documented, well-understood now. And we've told this story for many, many years, and it's become very helpful and important for many people. But the fourth way is where it gets really cool. Our heart is an electrical organ. If we go to a doctor to get our electrocardiogram, they are measuring yes. electricity right. produced by the heart. They put electrodes around the chest, and they measure this electrical signal, and they can see the signal, determine something from it about the health of our, of our physical heart. Well, it turns out that this electrical energy is really strong. It's by far the strongest source of bioelectricity that our body produces. It's strong hmm. enough that it creates an electromagnetic field. Think okay. about it like radio waves, like radio waves coming out from the heart. So it creates an electromagnetic field that surrounds us in 360 degrees from head to toe. Now, this electromagnetic field can be measured beyond the skin. It's broadcasting, right? So you can measure the field outside the body about three to four feet outside the physical body. Now, this is not, I'm wow. not talking about I'm not talking about an aura. I'm not talking about subtle energy. I'm talking about very measurable electromagnetic energy like radio waves. So this is something well-known, well-documented now. The heart is doing this. It gets more interesting, however. The electromagnetic energy produced by the heart changes depending upon what we are feeling. Hmm. For example, if we are feeling angry or frustrated, it produces what's called an incoherent spectrum. Okay. Conversely, if we're feeling kind, we're feeling caring, we're feeling compassionate, we're feeling loving, it produces something called a coherent spectra. So, in other words, the broadcast changes, you know, right. from what we're feeling. So, here's what that means. It means that we are literally broadcasting our emotions out wow. of space through the heart. So that's interesting. So so because sometimes I can tell if I walk into a room where a group of people have just left, I can tell if somebody's been fighting or if there's been, you know, is it a happy event or if people were angry or sad, I can walk into that room and I can feel that energy or I can, I can, you know, some people just give off a certain, we call it a vibe where, you know, they're not happy. And you know, you're kind of like, hey, what's wrong? And they, they say nothing, but you know that's not true, even though they haven't really told you what's going on, but you just sort of know. So is, is, right. that, is that maybe because of the signal that they're giving off? It's certainly one possible explanation. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Now, the story also goes a little further, if I may, in saying yeah. you know, now, we're, now we're not looking at heart communication from just biology. We're looking at it through physics, through, through fields. So now the questions are, I mean, our heart's producing this field. How does that field impact another? How is the field impacted by external environments, by other people, places that we're in, et cetera, et cetera? 
And so also what happens when large groups of people are together? What about the collective feel that's created? Mm-hmm. And so we call that social coherence. And we are now doing lots of research on social coherence. And we're going to be coming out with new technology applications to enhance social coherence. So this is where we are today. Now, it goes one step further, if I may, and then we'll go to something else sure. in the time we have, if you want. Sure. We also are doing a lot of research on understanding how our fields are affecting and being affected by the fields produced by the Earth itself. Okay. The Earth produces a geomagnetic field and another field called the ionosphere. These fields are constantly changing. Solar activity is a major influencer on these fields. As the fields change, they change human health and behavior. So we're doing more research on that, even though there's already been a lot of research done on it. We're expanding that research. We also are testing a hypothesis that if these fields are affecting us, that we are affecting them as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So there's a little part, well, it's kind of a big little part of, of, our, of our work. It's called the Global Coherence Initiative, where we are placing sensor sites all around the planet that are monitoring changes occurring in the geomagnetic field and the ionosphere. And we are looking at these changes, correlating them to human health and behavior, and testing the hypothesis that it's a two-way communication. That's really interesting. I know a lot of times we do talk about how the environment affects us and affects our bodies and what causes cancer or what causes illness or whatever it is. I hadn't really thought of the idea that our collective electromagnetic fields also impact the environment and impact the electromagnetic field maybe of the earth or of um, mm-hmm. of other even extraterrestrial objects maybe. That's so, right, and we believe all that's certainly possible, and we are testing that. You know, so it's, that's the sort of endeavor, scientific endeavors that we're involved in today. But let me bring all this back down again, if I may, down to what does mm-hmm. this mean to life? You know, well, certainly yeah. one of the biggest things that we're all experiencing today is increases in stress. Right. So much is happening in the world. There's so much disconcerting information, so much polarization, so much separation uh, in our societal uh, context and also in our personal lives. There's many, many chances and opportunities for us to feel stressed. So the research helps to support the understanding that the heart provides an intelligence. What we do with that intelligence and with that reinforcement (laughs) is what's most important to me. Right. One of the one of the, the most important ways in which we can use it, simplistic in some ways but profound in others, is to reduce our stress. Wow. Simple and very profound. So how how do we do that? Well, uh, there are techniques that we have in the heart math system that are in our books and our training programs. I'm not trying to plug a book or anything, but there's two <laughs> books that I co-authored, the, a book called Heart Intelligence and a book called The Heart Math Solution. And for people that are interested in this, from our brief time together in our conversation, get a book and read it, you know, or check out our, our technology. The Inner Balance Trainer is amazing uh, technology for measuring heart-brain-body communication and helping you improve it. Uh, so these are things people can look into on our websites after our conversation. But there are techniques that we have in our training programs, and I'd love to be able to share one of those with the listeners now, if I may. Oh, sure. This would be nice. Sure. It's called a quick coherence technique. It's very simple. It's the simplest of all heart math techniques, really, but it can be so helpful in reducing stress, especially moment-to-moment stress. So it's three steps, and I'll be happy to lead uh, everyone through those three steps right now. Okay, great. I'm going to do it, too. Okay. First step, I want you to focus your attention in the area of your heart. 
right in the center of your chest. And if it's helpful, you can put your hand there to bring your focus to that area. Now, with your focus there, I want you to do this. I want you to breathe deeply, a little deeper than you normally would. Not force, but breathe a little bit deeper. And as you're breathing, I want you to imagine as if your breath is actually flowing in and out through the area of the heart where you have your tension. This is called heart-focused breathing. So what I want you to do is to do that right now. We'll do it for about two or three breaths in silence. On the in-breath, imagine it's coming in through the area of the heart. Now send it back out. And just keep repeating this. This is called heart-focused breathing. I want you to continue to breathe exactly like you're breathing now. And let's add the third and final step. I'd like you to activate a regenerative, uplifting emotion. That could sound hard, but think about this. Maybe just think about a time when you did feel good inside and just try to re-experience that feeling. Maybe it'd be helpful just to maybe appreciate something in your life, some of the good things in your life. Just feel that appreciation as you do your heart-focused breathing. You could also do this. You could feel a little love or care for someone or something or some place that you love to go to. Just feel that care and that love just a little bit. Continue to do heart-focused breathing and try to feel that regenerative uplifting feeling. Let me tell you now what's happening in your body. It's synchronizing an important part of your nervous system that controls about 90% of all bodily functions. It's called the autonomic nervous system. That's triggering the release of hormones into your body that are regenerative, that build that resilience at a physical level, like more oxytocin and more DHEA. And DHEA Signal. is a stress hormone, correct? Or the opposite of, it's the, it's opposite. the opposite of the, the stress H- hormone. DHEA is, is, a, is a regenerative hormone. It's uplifting. Yes. It's an anti-aging hormone. It's also improving the quality of the signals going from your heart back to your brain. And that's opening up the higher perceptual centers of your brain all the way into the neocortex when you have your most critical thinking. So I've done all this just by breathing, just heart center breathing have cha- has changed my whole chemistry, my whole neuro neurobiology. Not quite. Activating that regenerative emotion is an important step. Ah. Heart-focused breathing and then the activation of one of those emotional qualities does that. Now, okay. when you have all that happening very quickly, what happens is, is you start to melt away a lot of that stress, Right. You can at least feel more calm, maybe more poised about whatever is stressing you out. It doesn't solve the problem necessarily. Mm. It doesn't just poof, it all goes away. But it gives us the ability to manage the stressors much better when we're coming from that place of solid connection to the intelligence of our heart. And that simple technique, heart focus, heart focus breathing, and heart feeling can do that. And it's a great way that you can sort of Tap tap into that little technique from time to time, the beginning of your day, at the end of your day, and sometimes in the middle of it. And if you do it with consistency, I think everyone can find that their stress levels can go down. 
Well, thank you so much, Howard Martin. That was amazing. I thank you for that exercise, heart-focused breathing, and it's really changed the course of my day, and I hopefully for the listeners as well. Um, we're coming to a close here. Just wanted to 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 find out if there's anything that you need to say, or as far as how to get in touch with you um, to get more information. I think you've given us a lot, though. First of all, Rebecca, let me just say this. Thank you for what you're doing, for putting on a show like this. This is your time, your energy, and your service to others, and I want to honor you for that Thank and you. for having me on. Um, the last thing I want to say is that just believe and know that you've got a, your own best friend inside. You've got your heart. There's nothing mm. soft and squishy about it. It's powerful, it's intelligent, and it's extremely useful in living in these modern times. And so, you know, just learn to to look to it more, maybe respect it more, and then apply the qualities of heart in your daily life. And you'll see changes in your life if, if you can do that with more consistency. So for Great. more information, go to heartmath.com or to heartmath.org and see the world of heartmath. It's there. All the different things that we offer, all the different you know free things and technology things and Written things. There's just lots of things, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't use things so much, but there's a whole whole universe of, uh, of of understanding about your heart provided by us here at Heart Math. It's our service to the world and our contribution to trying to make this world a better place. And at the end of the day, there's what I'm really trying to do, and 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 one of the reasons I continue to do interviews and enjoy them and to speak publicly is I'm trying to facilitate an ad heart movement in the world. Just a simple movement where people are adding more qualities of the heart to everything that they do. Well, thank so you. So I see it emerging already, and that's what I'm up to. Great. Thank you very much. Um, this is Howard Martin, and you're listening to Mastermind. This was amazing. Thank you very much again. And we are just about out of time. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Mastermind. Please join Dr. Rebecca for another show next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll talk again next week 